You are now listening to the African Growth Opportunities Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Odochi OKK. I'm call I'm I decided to do an episode today uh, because I haven't I haven't done an episode in a long time and I was going through old things and remembered my podcast and I said, you know what? It's time to get started with this thing again because I've been getting into a lot of projects, especially um, in Africa and lately. And you know, my passion for the for the cause hasn't ended yet. And I really think that more people, more uh, children of the soil in the diaspora, need to make it their mission to really fortify what's fortify our um, our homeland. Um, whether you are a a direct descent uh, African who knows um, exactly where in Africa they're from, or if you are um, a descendant of slaves, I think it's best to really understand the what's going on there because it, it, all the black people in the diaspora, truly, 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 your destiny, your faith, your legacy lies with Africa. Let me tell you what I mean by that. As a, as a black person of all over the world, um, the way people, if you look at any other culture, any other, if you're Asian, if you are, um, Latin X, if you are European, um, any other, wherever you're, whatever you are walking around, you're pretty much walking around with a uniform that reflects, um, that reflects other people. And we all judge based on what we see, oftentimes what we hear, because there are people who are blind and for other reasons have you know, our brains categorize things in different ways, but majority of people, uh, judge by what they see. So, um, if someone looks at an Asian person, all the stereotypes that they have in their brain about Asians comes to the forefront and they interact with that person based on those stereotypes, whether you like it or not, uh, it's stereotyping discrimination will always happen. Our brains are discriminating machines. We make this, we make decisions based on our understanding of things and nobody's understanding of things is complete. So whatever Africa is going through at any given time, those people who don't know much about black people, but are familiar with the struggles of Africa or the African American community are going to associate you with those struggles for good or for bad. So, um, you know, they may see you as somebody who has risen above those struggles. They may see you as somebody who is a product of those struggles. They may see you as somebody who is fighting against those struggles. But at the end of the day, they are somehow attribu- affi- affiliating you with a relationship to those struggles. And so, um, so whatever they understand about black people, however they've associated in their brain about black people, that is what they're going, that's how they're going to view, they're going to view you through the, that lens. Um, like I said, for good or for bad. So, I think we need to we need to wake up to the fact that Africa is deeply Africa the um, the relationship between Africa and the diaspora is inextricably linked. Uh, the diaspora, you know, African Americans will you know whatever so stereotypes they have about African Americans, and when they start thinking about where, why, what, how Afri- African Americans became who they are, they're going their brain is going to go to Africa. Okay, why are they like you know how are they similar to Africans? Why is there a difference between them and Africans? who are, you know, that's the way that they're going to make associations, whether they're true or not, they're going to go back to that. So Africans need to, need to also, when they come to America, um, put into context who African-American people are and what they've been through 
and really see their destinies as lying also in the as, uh, as the as relation have, having a direct relationship to the African Americans who are in Africa and who are here before them as well as the African Americans should also realize that their destiny also is connected to the Africans who are coming to this country as immigrants or who are still in Africa. They should, we should all realize that we are connected to each other because people who are outsiders only see dark skin. So they don't really see, you know, they don't really see anything else but dark skin. So every, every, every preconception that they have about dark skin, they're going to put it on you um, in whatever variance variation that they can concoct based on your interaction with them. It's just the facts. It's not like I'm trying to, um, justify racism or justify anything. It's just the plain facts. And if you're going to argue with that, you can go and argue with a mirror because it, it's the facts. Okay. Um, so that being said, uh, I came on today to really talk about, um, Africa, I, well, specifically Igbo land, because that's the part of Africa that I'm familiar with. I am not in any way discounting or discrediting any other nations in Africa, their cultures, their ideologies, their principles, their language, their symbols, anything. But the part of Africa that I'm familiar with is Igbo land. And if you, I'm, I'm, I'm more, more familiar with, not that I'm super familiar with, or that I'm, you know, but that I am more familiar with is Igbo land because that is my, uh, my personal heritage. And so, uh, I, I say that I, I, I prelude with that because this is all, because what I'm about to say about Igbo land is a struggle that a lot of African communities struggle with in Africa. And, but, uh, I'm most familiar with the, that struggle as it pertains to the Igbos in Southeastern Nigeria. So I'm going to speak from that context, but any African person or African-American person can listen to this and hear some truths about themselves. As with all truths, they are relevant to all people because we as human beings have a common experience. Now, I know that sounds contradictory to how I, I began this podcast, but truth is very um, beautiful and complex. So anyway, I want to talk about joblessness in Nigeria today uh, because, you know, a lot of people have been trying to leave Africa, leave Nigeria but leave, leave Igbo land, but leave all of Africa. A lot of black Africans have been leaving the con the continent, um, to go to other places. Even they'll leave their country to go to another African country that they feel has better, or they'll leave their country to go to Europe or to Asia or to the United States or the Americas. And just because they're like looking for better opportunities because they feel that there are no opportunities in their particular land. And, you know, I've seen videos of Africans being, being shipped in boxes and mattresses and, and stuff just to get out of their country. There are Africans, black Africans being enslaved in other, in Northern Africa, just for the sake, ju just because they were apprehended, um, as they were trying to escape, uh, sub-Saharan Africa, and then they become apprehended by these Northern Africans or Europeans. And then they become engaged. They, they become trafficked as slaves, either sex slaves or, um, just, you know, other types of slaves. But that is what happens. This is the struggle that a lot of black Africans and sub-Saharan Africans are going through to today. As I'm saying this, this is happening. So, um, but why are they leaving? One of the many reasons that they want to leave Sub-Saharan Africa is um, they feel that they are jobless. They feel that their country has has abandoned them. Their country is not um, 
is not taking care of them. And one of the ways in which they feel like they're not being taken care of is in the area of jobs. They feel like they're not being given jobs. But I really want to dissect that issue because a lot of times we use these buzzwords, buzzwords in the media talking about particular things and we don't really think about what exactly does that mean? Like somebody will say, you know, support the troops, but you don't even know, but you've never take the time to really dissect that phrase and see what are the implications of that phrase. So when you say joblessness in Africa or joblessness in Nigeria or joblessness in Igbo land, you have to dissect that and say, what does that mean? And today I posted on Facebook, I said, um, I said Igbo people, no, I think I said Nigerians, I say Nigerians or Igbo people. I don't know. Sometimes I just, I, I play with words just to, um, just to spark people's mind. So I may have said Igbo people. So let's say that Igbo people, oh, people, oh, I know what I said. I said people in Igbo land complain um, about joblessness, but when there is work to be done everywhere you look, what they are most frustrated with is paidlessness, paidlessness. People are frustrated that they are not getting paid to do things. And because they want to use that money to build houses, to buy cars, to do the things that their people, the people around them who have more money are able to do and have access to because of all the trappings of a better life. So that is the problem that people are having. That is the thing that you get when you dissect that uh, phrase joblessness and it's weighted with implications because it, one of the implications that I'll just start off with right off the bat that just hits me right in the gut from jump is there is a lot of work that you can look around all around and there's a lot of work to do. Uh, we have a lot of things that we are lacking in Africa. We are lacking a dictionary that is translated from Igbo to Igbo or from one African language to the other that really is a comprehensive um, explanation of what different phrases, different concepts, different things mean in your culture. We are lacking that. We are lacking good roads. We are lacking clean drinking water. We are lacking a lot of things. But even if you take away those big infrastructural projects, which you, you actually do need a lot of money to be a part of the process of, you can still see smaller things that are needed, like books, like written things. It doesn't take money to write a book. It doesn't take money to write a, to make comic books. It doesn't take money. You know, you just draw them or write them with a pencil and paper. You don't have to have a lot of money to do that. There's a lot of things like that. You know, to start selling in America, people sell lemonade on the side of the road. If you decide that, I mean, there's people who sell pure water and bananas and groundnut on the side of the road to people who are driving bananas, Accra, um, in Igbo land to, to people who are driving or going to work or doing the things that they do, you'll just be walking along and you'll just sell them something. So there's things like that that are already going on. But if you, you look at their other, in other areas, other ways, other things that are going on, you may not, you may not be able to identify those little things that could definitely make better. Greeting cards is one, like you can be someone who has a gift shop in Africa. Like you can literally put together these greeting cards and sell them like the way Hallmark does. Um, I, I, I had a, I had a web, I had a, um, a, uh, a, a vlog that I used to call 101 African business ideas. And I would just come up with these things that are like in America, but you don't see them in Africa, like greeting cards, like, um, dictionaries, like, uh, toys that speak native languages, like, you know, different things that need to be created that are not really, popular to talk about or do because everyone wants to leave the country and do something somewhere else. 
So I'm saying that there are things that can be done with little money and we can, can be started up like Africa is probably the best place to do a startup with just not much money because things are not that structured. And so if you just were able to, in your own way, create a little bit of structure around yourself and sell that structure, sell that thing to the people in your community who lack structure, who lack guidance, who lack, um, certain infrastructural things, they would be happy to give you whatever they have to take that thing. Like they will, they may, even if they're not able to pay you with money, they may be able to pay you by trade, by barter with chickens, with food, with, um, you know, different types of things that could just help you out without exactly, um, without exactly being money. And you could still then take some of those things that they're, they're giving you and, you know, either sell those for money, uh, from somebody who does have money, or, you know, you could even find somebody who's willing to give you money to, to be a conduit for these things to your community. But there are ways to do it. It just takes a little bit of thought and creativity. Now I'm only saying that because I want the thing that I want to sink into my listeners right now is that being jobless and being paidless are two different things that we do not necessarily distinguish when we're talking about the problem in Africa. And if you talk about it in that way, that the problem, but the, that's the difference between paidlessness and joblessness, you will find, you will find the root of the problem. You will find the actual foundational, fundamental foundational root of the problem. And you'll be able to actually find a solution. I don't believe that Africans are begging to be put in suits and put in cubicles and put in factories and put in, you know, and be given, you know, masters or slave drivers who will just be like, you know, or bosses who will be like, do this. And then they just do it. And then they fall in line. People are not, nobody wants that. People in America don't want that. People in Africa don't want that. They don't want to be chained. They don't want to be enslaved. They don't want to be given golden handcuffs. They're not, that's not what they're asking for. I don't think any human being would willingly ask to be enslaved unless they were completely confused about what that enslavement meant. Unless they thought that this slavery was actually heaven. If they thought slavery was heaven, then they would be like, oh yeah, take me there. Take me to this slavery, that's so wonderful. And then they would get there and they'd be like, dang it, this is terrible, you know? So um, I think that's what's going on right now. People are calling it joblessness, but what they're really saying is paidlessness. And I think once you make that distinction, you'll be able to find the different ways to solve that problem. And one of the different ways that I feel like to solve that problem is, you know, reinstating the trade by barter system, include in, incorporating cryptocurrency into the way you do exchange. You know, there's a lot of different ways in which one can actually flip the script and make it something that's a lot more conducive to the African ecosystem. You do not need a, um, a, a boss with a slave whip. I mean, look at the, look at the innovations that are happening today, even in the West Uber, like the sharing economy is completely turning the, the previous, the old, uh, paradigm on its head. When you have people sharing their cars in Uber, uh, this is not a, a system where you have to have a boss. When you have things like Airbnb, where people are opening their homes and selling rooms for other people to come in and live in their homes for pay. This also Airbnb is another kind of, um, system of, you know, turning, turning something that could be joblessness into paidfulness. You're, this is separating jobless from pay, pay being paid. You don't need a job to be paid. You can literally be your own job. 
you are the job you are doing you are the entrepreneur you are the boss you are the owner that is the paradigm that we, we need to get out of that paradigm of joblessness and get into the paradigm of paid fullness like just being paid doesn't inqui- require you to have a job and i'm not talking about 419 i'm not talking about these yahoo boys i'm not talking about taking money without doing anything in return i'm talking about this this stuff i'm talking about with uber and airbnb is only one form of taking away that joblessness mindset that joblessness framework and really going out there and really changing the way you look at the problem in order to find a real solution that is based on the real problem and not on this buzzword this propagandized version of the problem that people are just saying without fully understanding the implications of it i don't think any african wants to be put in handcuffs or put in a suit put in a monkey suit and sent to work and work in some factory or work for somebody no african no human being wants that when they really know the full implications of what that means now some people it works for them and some places places need that some in some ways it's needed sometimes but nobody is begging to be to have that people what people are what are people are asking for is a better quality of life money shelter shelter food clothes um you know transportation that is what people are asking for people are not like like having a factory with this they really wear a suit and go there and or like a cubicle or whatever to sit there and have somebody tell you what to do all day uh-uh and that's one of the reasons why uh, the systems in Africa are failing now is because people don't understand the implications of what they're asking for. And then when they get to it, they're like, wow, this doesn't fit into my paradigm at all. This doesn't fit into my way of life at all. This doesn't fit into the way I'm supposed to, I feel like I live my life at all. So they become very disillusioned by their community, by their country, by what they're experiencing. They become very disillusioned. They become very uncomfortable. They become very stressed out. And they're just like, I can't take this. What's wrong with our country? What's wrong with our people? Does God even care? And so that is the issue that I believe is going on today. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. Uh, I'm just going to, I just laid it out for you. I laid out a few potential solutions and what I think, but I would love to hear what you think about this issue. If you have uh, any thoughts on this issue, there's a lot of ways you can contact me. Actually, you can, um, my, I, I've started a new uh, a new platform called ebolectures.com. That's I-G-B-O-L-E-C, lectures.com, um, ebolectures.com. And so it, what you can do is you can either, um, you can either tweet me at ebolectures, which is my Twitter handle. You can, um, you can follow, you can join the Facebook group, Ikenga Nations, Ikenga Nation, I-K-E-N-G-A, which is an Ebo, um, an Igbo symbol, Ikenga Nation uh, on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. Um, you can join that group. I'm ju- I'm usually in there because I am part of the over over umbrella organization, Ikenga Nation, that really um, includes uh, includes Igbo lectures, includes uh, a lot of the things that I do. Ikenga Nation is the is the umbrella organization. So that group is a place where a lot of conversations happen. You can tweet me at Ebo Lectures. You can email me at Ndewo, N-D-E-W-O, at ebolectures.com, ebolectures.com. And uh, I will try to see if I can get a de- dedicated, um, I don't know, forum or something for this. But 
Uh, I think in Kenga Nation is going to be where I'm going to have most of those conversations uh, available. So if you, like I said, interested in contacting me and having conversations about this, I will will set up a platform to make these conversations possible because I think that conversations like this one are very important. You could also follow me on Facebook in my Facebook page. I'm usually open to, no, I'm not. Never mind. Don't 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 follow my Facebook my Facebook personal profile. Um, just join Ikenga Nation's Facebook group, and you should find me in there. Um, and I think we'll try to see get some conversation started in there. And we are also trying to create an Ikenga Nation platform um, where people can join and have discussions and be in like it's kind of like a a, a community a social community online. Um, so when we do, I will definitely make that announcement here as well as in other places. So hope to see you there when it gets launched and as always blossom where you're planted. Bye.